Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler, episode number 201. Today's topic is something called WordPress 4.6. Something like that, that right? <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's what it is, yeah. WordPress 4.6. Let's 4. go around real quick. We're going to go in alphabetical order. Episode say, this 201. Is the only, wow. This is the only time, say, that you'll ever be the one that starts. So, um, oh so my God. yourself. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Wow. I feel... Um, alphabetical. Um, <laughs> Do you feel I alphabetically I I special? I don't even know what to say, guys. Uh, hey, uh, my name is Say, and um, I do WordPress stuff. I teach WordPress, preach WordPress, make WordPress, use WordPress at Say Read Media on all the things. Follow me, tweet at me. Let's let's Twitter. Let's jibber jabber. Awesome, Stephen. <laughs> what about you? Tell us all about yourself. Hi, my name is Stephen Carnum, and I work with a company called ServerPress.com. We create tools for WordPress developers. Yep. Awesome. That's not my airplane. Mr. Zang, how about you? <laughs> yes, that is Mr. Zanga to you. Uh, my name is Steve. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. And we are meeting tonight in my office for the general meetup at 7 p.m. Nice. Sweet. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at jasontucker.us, and I do some stuff over at wpmedia.pro. I also record a couple shows here on wpwatercooler.com. Feel free to go take a look at all of those. Alrighty. So, WordPress 4.6. Pepper. 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 Please don't do that. I think that's right. I'm trying to use all of the features that we can until we're not on this platform anymore. September. That's when it ends. So yeah, all so... I have to say is... Oh, please don't. <laughs> Seriously. Um, okay, just like with normal, Steve asking me to do something. I'm like a reverse function. Inverse <laughs> function. Yeah. You, you just got to phrase it the other way. <clears throat> oh. Let's talk about this pepper. This so how, how many of you have had uh, your web host auto-update your stuff, Steve? Have, have I had WordPress auto-update my stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Never. Never. Mm. So, Steve, why is it that you do that? Before we get all into, uh, into 4.6 itself, why, why do you choose to not auto-update? Um, because we test first before we push anything to production, so we want to make sure that the code is working before an auto update hits. So on all of my wow. uh, on all of my uh, sites that auto or my hosts that auto update, I uh, I turn that all off. Uh, and also we run all of our code through Git anyway, so uh, we handle all the updates manually. And when Steve says he's testing the code, he's not just testing the code that was created for 4.6, but also testing the code that he and his colleagues have written for, for WordPress to make sure that it's actually going to work with 4.6. And actually, it's, it's never my code, right, because I don't have any bugs ever. But um, um, what, what, what you really need to test for is, is you know, when a new major release of WordPress uh, comes out, like, a, like a, a .x release, right, if you've got an outdated theme or plugin that you're running and they may have, and I know this, this doesn't happen often, but they may have changed a function or even deprecated a function, you could have problems. So you, you want to test that on a sandbox, uh, on a staging server, or better yet, uh, inside desktop server um, before you, uh, you go live with that. 
Did you just Shameless segue? Plug. Shameless segue plug. Shameless plug. What was that? Um, uh, before we go into the shameless plugging, um, I would like to say that that is definitely a uh, feature that Steve turns off because of the way that Steve is working with his clients and his production situation. As we all know, I work with a lot of uh, users, uh, direct users, um, who do not have web developers in between them and their site. And honestly, for the most part, lately I have been um, encouraging people to put those uh, those auto updates on um, as long as they have a solid backup from some external source. Um, because I think keeping things updated is actually more important than the potentiality of something breaking. Things have not been breaking lately for a lot of my client sites. And I don't know if that is because... Um, the the code releases are becoming less dramatic because of the quickness of the iteration. Um, I, I'm not really sure exactly what the reason is, but my lately, uh, for the past year or two, the updates have not been causing problems with uh, various updates. I know that's not the norm necessarily, but for yeah, my clients, correct world, me if I'm wrong, but is it, it now the auto updates is for point releases like 4.6.1, 4.6, or 5.3. So uh, users that <clears throat> are expecting auto updates to take place for 4.6, that's not going to happen right off the bat. Right? That is for WordPress in you know through the WordPress yeah. admin doing its own auto updates. A lot of hosts also do auto updates. WP Engine, for example, SiteGround. Um, they, if you've done the quick install version or installed it through their service, they will oftentimes auto update for you. Okay. They send so, you various notifications and they're like, "Hey, you sure you want to do this?" And most people just ignore those emails, and then it gets auto updated, and sure. then um, that so happens. All stuff, everyone... all their stuff breaks, and then one of us gets a phone call, right? Is that that's pretty much what happens there? <laughs> that's been my experience in the past. That's what I'm saying. I I've found it quite remarkable that um, lately, over the past you know five or six iterations, that has not been the case for the majority of my clients, which is pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah, I I think that's because we're getting better. I don't. I, it is, but I, I, I still caution you to be careful. I mean, the question was originally about auto updates. I would caution you to be careful about uh, pushing that shiny red button uh, on a production server, right? Just to, just to update. Oh, is it blue? Sorry. Sorry. The shiny red happy button, if anybody uh, understands a Ren and Stimpy reference. Um, um, <laughs> exactly. It, you know, it, it, it be, be careful with it, right? Because if you're just doing that on a production server without testing, things can go wrong. Just because they haven't gone wrong for sales clients doesn't mean they can't go wrong. Well, and that's not all of them, but I also did make a disclaimer at the beginning of that that you have to have a current, full, retrievable, and restorable backup before I would give that advice ever. If you do not have that, then there's absolutely no way on any planet that you should be doing auto updates. So if you are gonna if you are gonna push that blue button, uh, there's a there's something that happened in 4.6 uh, called streamlined updates. So there's a new feature in 4.6 that makes that, that shiny red happy button, or blue, as Say corrected me, uh, work even cooler. So let's talk about that. That was something that was already yeah, happening. Right around into, into the topic. Way to stay yeah. on topic. <laughs> That's awesome. That so, was already happening in plugins, yes? Yes. So is this new update feature <laughs> going to include major updates, like not from like 4.6 to 4.7? Is that the idea? Because there's there's two areas of updates that we're, we're talking about here. One is the auto-update from WordPress itself, and then there is the auto-update that hosting providers are providing on behalf of their clients. Um, 
so going back to the one that's built into WordPress, are we looking at updates that are going to be major updates from, uh, say, 4.5 to 4.6? I believe that's still only implementable via a plugin. Okay. So I, I don't think that that has changed in terms of updating. I think it's really just the interface that has changed, i.e. it's not taking you to another screen and then saying, okay, here's the breakdown of what's happening, and then, okay, it's done, and then you get to choose which screen you go back to. Basically, what the plugin screen has been lately is if, if you're on the plugin screen, you just click update on the plugin, and you just it updates within that. Doesn't doesn't move the, the user to another screen. I'm pretty sure Ajax has something to do with that. So streamlined totally. updates. <laughs> so if you are doing them manually, right? Streamlined updates is a new feature in 4.6, right? In both the themes and plugins area, they added some animation. They added uh, they added some features there, and it's basically so that you can very, if you are updating manually, you can very, uh, you can click a button and see the progress and see what's happening right inside the page. Yes, it was there before. Uh, it's, gotten, <laughs> it's gotten better in 4.6. Trying I, to bring I think it that actually, I think, on topic, folks. I think that that little uh, shift is actually for users a, an extremely um, a, a really good thing because. It's to, it puts one less barrier, but one less confusing thing that the site is doing on its own. You click a button and something happens right there as opposed to it moving you. I think whenever the site moved without you necessarily intending it or understanding that that's going to happen, um, that can be really jarring for users just on a general level. So I think having that on the one page encourages... It makes it feel less dramatic to be updating your plugins and whatnot, so I think that that encourages, oh, just click this, it updates, you're good. Nothing traumatic is going to happen, although it's still yeah. good. But you know, it just feels like nothing traumatic. <laughs> right. Um, the one thing I noticed right away when I updated to 4.6 uh, on one of my test sites is that the fonts change throughout the dashboard interface. Yeah. Yeah. It's all so open native fonts now. are. Not open Go ahead, Steve. So native fonts look like they're going to be the standard. Um, prior, it looks like the core was pulling fonts from the web from Google, specifically, and uh, utilizing that for the interface. But now we've changed to native fonts. And this kind of makes sense because people are using WordPress more and more as an application, as a solution, right, for all sorts of applications. And sometimes those applications aren't even on the internet. I've seen WordPress deployed on intranets where there is no internet access. So, so let's back up a minute and talk about what native fonts means for our okay, yeah. audience that has no idea what that is. Please. No, you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> native fonts means that we're going to be utilizing it. the fonts on your computer. Okay. So whatever system font, as we call it, uh, that's going to be on your computer, whether you're on a Macintosh or a PC or, or what have you, there are fonts that are built on built into your, your system. And that's even true for iPads and tablets and, and phones. Um, instead of going out to a third party like uh, Google to obtain the font and install it and then have a, have a display, um, that's going to go ahead and use whatever is built on the local system. So there are advantages of that. First off, it's going to be a little bit faster, right, because we're not going to have to go out to the Internet. Um, the other thing is a security issue. It's, it's uh, considered more trusted because we're not going to a third party to go get fonts. Not that Google could be spoofed, but, uh, but it might. You know, you do have a third party that, that you're opening yourself up to security issues. Um, but the drawback is what? that you're not going to get a consistent look and feel because every device... Yeah whether it's a tablet or a Mac or a PC, every device has a different system font. So um, maybe, Steve, you could elaborate on how they kind of address that. I don't know. 
Well, <laughs> how is that? What what font do they use if they're on a uh, Mac? Mine a is PC? using. I'll tell you right now. Mine is. I'm, I just did an inspect on that. Mine is using. Um, uh, it just says Apple System font is what it says. Uh, ah. Yeah. And the thing is, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with using the system font to display the stuff in the dashboard because who cares what the dashboard looks like? I mean, as long as it's a consistent experience for you, it, it's fine. I mean, if the font keeps changing every time because you installed some new font on your website, on the front end of the website, that would tick me off. But if it's just something that's happening in the back end, you just want it to be fast, consistent, and things just work. Um, uh, Steven, when you guys were doing uh, desktop server, you had the ability to do um, like airplane mode. Um, did that affect any of that with fonts? It did. So when you engage airplane mode in prior versions of desktop server with 4.5, you'll notice that the system font would come up. So unless you had it cached, the open sans, which is what it used typically, um, wasn't available. So the interface would change a little bit. And what that means is sometimes you'd get some pixels or some letters that would shift and, and things would look a little bit different. Uh, sure, in airplane mode, you would definitely see that. So all of you that were using desktop server, <clears throat> you're already doing this and you didn't even know it. <laughs> right. Um, another f uh, co there's a couple features that uh, um, happen inside of the uh, editor, the post editor. One of them is, in is better inline linking. So if you're using the hyperlink feature, uh, now when you click on it in the visual tab, you click on it, it comes up with a little pop-up and you can edit the link there. That was Say's favorite feature, is that she, she loved the fact that when you highlighted and then typed in the, uh, the link that it would just automatically just do it all. Right, Say? You're muted. She's You're muted. muted. Which I've actually been doing I, this I prefer. A couple episodes. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so uh, that the yeah the inline link feature was a little iffy in the beginning because of the double return situation. Like if you hit return twice, it would actually delete the link that you just installed, which is like really frustrating. And you actually have to click out of the link in order for it to work. Uh, this helps a little because it totally was overwriting the um, the link. With, like, if you didn't put in the full link, it was absolutely overwriting link. So this is really more of a fix than a feature. Um, but either way, I think that I'm, I'm still not totally like on board with the inline links, just because you have if you want it to open into a new window, you still have to click through into another box. And I think a lot of users will, won't do that. They're like, won't ever do that if they find their link. But um, uh, you know, I, I do. I, I understand where we're going with the inline link idea that we're really keeping people on the same page, like physically, not like conceptually. Um, we're keeping them on that page so they don't have to leave or open up new boxes. Um, I, I still think it needs a little work, but this is closer, so at least it's not breaking things as much anymore. Well, the other thing that got uh, an improvement inside the dashboard, which isn't as obvious, uh, is uh, autosave. So autosave got a major improvement because they're now using. Why did you laugh at that? They're they're now they're, <laughs> they're now using the browser cache. Uh, so it, it's it's got a, a much better um, uh, recovery uh, if if something goes wrong in your browser, right? So they're not they're not count, counting on uh, just WordPress for the autosave feature. I mean, a per I perfect, a perfect, perfect reason for having this is say that you are about ready to hop on a plane and you disconnect from the Wi-Fi and now you've been writing this long story and you're all good to go and you're about ready to hit post and then you hop on a plane and you start flying and there's no Wi-Fi. 
you may potentially lose that particular content, right? Right. That would suck. If you're writing a really long post and you don't hit save, you have other problems, and you should probably work on your workflow. But um, this is, I think this is great for users who have issues not just with Wi-Fi and hopping on planes, but who accidentally close windows, whose computers crash, that type of stuff, whose browsers crash because they have 37,000 tabs open. Um, but I, I got into a really interesting discussion, actually, um, yesterday about when the auto-save saves. So if you delete something, does it... Um, save the deletion, and then if you try to get it back. It was actually a pretty funny conversation about the micro-instances of auto-saving, um, which I think just means you can't ever please anyone um, in terms of auto-saving. So unless it's literally like a Google Doc where it's saving every single word you type at every moment, you know, I don't think it'll always please everybody, but this will help a lot in terms wow. of the, the newbies losing stuff and then getting mad at WordPress about it. Or the people getting on a plane, you know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hey, go, going back to that um, that URL, um, you know, put, putting in the text in there and um, making it a link. One of the other things that that thing does is it actually tests the link to see if it's a good link or not, which I think oh. is kind of cool. Wow! Oh, I, I didn't, didn't realize. I didn't that. read about that. I didn't know it did that. So it says yeah. it's an inline link checker. For instance, if you accidentally type like a question mark um, in the example that they show, uh, it'll go ahead and correct for that, right? So if the link isn't correct, then it does a little bit of checking for you uh, for accidental links. I've never put in a wrong link in my life, so I don't know what that error message looks uh -huh. like. I'll have to go in, in, intentionally add in an error and see what happens. I'm going to go do that right now. You need to go misspell something. I'm going to go mess up a link. Hold on. I've never done it before, ever. I'm going to try real hard. <laughs> uh, I think that's good to be able to have that. I'm looking at some of the new features on WP Beginner uh, 4.6, and it says that it got a better-looking import screen. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the import screen, and it, it, it seems... I guess it's better. I don't know what the... I don't remember what the old one looked like. Uh, I don't know if the if the actual... It's got more padding, that, I think. I, that, 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 that's <laughs> literally what it is. But the one thing I did notice is when I went there is on this default install I have, I didn't have the WordPress importer installed, and there's a little install now button, so I clicked it, and it gave me a little... Uh, two circles, and then it it said run importer. So that's a, that's a part of the inline uh, uh, updater thingy that we were talking about earlier, which is which is cool. And also the official term inline updater thingy. Yeah, in case I you're wondering, that's um, what it's called. Um, and actually, the animation that they're showing on WP Beginner is exactly what I just described. So I think that's the better looking import screen. Yeah, I kind of just thought about. you were just reading, describing what was happening in that animated GIF. No, no, no. I actually did it and then saw the animated GIF. <laughs> we, it, we're here for did, you, did we, testing did, out new user things. Did, did we settle the GIF uh, GIF argument? Should we get into that on this episode? Because we got no. I, I almost blew up just now, oh, but yeah. I'm not <laughs> it's, it's GIF, guys. It's GIF. Okay. It is GIF. Unless you're wrong. Shit, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> you say unless you're wrong. It's not the peanut butter. That's all I have to say because only the peanut butter is peanut butter. Okay. Oh. All that aside, I think what's kind of funny with the way these iterations are going is it's you know it's packaged and even like on WP Beginner it's like oh here's what's new for users and it's like this is not really for users. What's really happening with a lot of these updates is stuff for developers and. Right. 
Um, this, so I, th I kind of feel like we're just getting a couple little, like, like users are getting a couple of, here's some shiny baubles for you, but what we're really doing is going on with what's under the hood. So there's some really kind of more powerful stuff that happened on the developer side that um, is, to me, fairly outweighs whether or not there's a little extra padding on the import screen. So. Yeah, well, it's things that will influence <laughs> the user in the end, right? Um, so let's take a look at some of those things. Uh, one of the cool new features that they're touting is translation, translation yep. uh, localization. Yep. Um, so now your plugins and uh, the API can leverage translate.wordpress.org. You can actually contribute to that, and your plugins can benefit from it. Um, so that's a, more of a developer feature, but in the end, it kind of does impact the user because they're the ones that are going to have to read it, right? So. I think that actually is a plus one for all of the WordPress ecosystem because when we diversify throughout the world, that actually makes WordPress like 30,000 majillion times better. That's an official stat. You can quote me on that. How much is a majillion? You look it up, Wikipedia man. <laughs> Dr. Decker <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, as we get more universal language-wise, I think our strength is is growing because, I mean, obviously we have a global focus. You know, the Community Summit has moved to WordCamp Europe this follow this coming up year, um, or last year, or some year. Um, I'm not going. But I think that that... that um, that focus and, and keeping that focus in that language accessibility is what will continue to help WordPress grow as a software, as a community, as a solution, because now we're taking concerns and issues from all over the world and be able to treat them with this. And, and I think that's really beautiful. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's all. And there's, always, there's always these great... <laughs> There's always these great functions and extra pieces that get added into the stuff, and it, you know, it's usually when things start start breaking that you end up really starting to do the research on it. So, like for instance, I'm looking at one of the sites here. It says WP term query and WP post types have kind of changed a little bit, but they haven't changed to the point where it's going to break anything. So I don't think a whole yeah, lot of people like, are like, oh no. This is like a soft shoe release. Like they're like, we're changing things and we're gonna be moving in this direction, so you need to come with us. But it's definitely still got its feet in both land, both lands. Um, I, in both land. In both lands. <laughs> um, I think that. Uh, I, do you guys? Do either of you? Any of you want to talk a bit about the WP post type? I haven't had a chance to to get into that at all. Um, but Stephen, maybe that's something you could talk about. Mm, uh, well, the post type changes, no. I haven't actually taken a look at them. I'm looking at a whole slew of other library updates and, and things that they've done, um, which have kind of captured my attention now. Um, <clears throat> specifically, the JavaScript like, stuff. Yeah, the JavaScript library updates that they've made, um, the inclusion of Backbone.js 1.3.3. It looks like, uh, in terms of updates, you're right, that this, that this particular change to WordPress is really about robustness from the developer point of view. Um, mm -hmm. It's really going to influence the way that plugins work and and the features that will be coming after the fact. So hopefully we'll see a lot of cool plugins coming from from their major API changes and updates. Yeah, I feel like we're in this time, and this 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 release just confirmed it for me. We're in this time where we're just gearing up. I kind of feel like that's that's the sense when Jason and I did our hallway track talks. Pretty much everyone we talked to was like, I can't wait to see what happens to the API. I can't wait to see what happens with the API. And with this JavaScript shift that we're doing that you were just talking about, Stephen, like, everything feels like it's just in prep mode for this next kind of, 
not necessarily the point seven because I, I haven't looked at what's happening with point seven, but some the, the thing that is coming next year that everyone feels is this imminent thing. I feel like we're just prepping for that. So, to, to, part of me feels like we should just get into that and not worry about whether or not we add some padding to the import page and just like focus on some under the hood stuff for a minute. But, but did you see the? But did you see the padding on the import page? It's some nice padding. I That's gotta nice. say it. You know, there's, there's <laughs> space. Cool. I, I love my internal font being different. It's so useful. And if you run a multi-site, they've actually made multi-site faster. I'm not trying hmm. to be snarky. I swear that I'm not trying to be snarky. <laughs> Is that your daily mantra? <laughs> make make multi-site no, faster? Please, no, please, just just no, keep repeating it? Just, I'm not trying to be snarky. I'm not trying to be snarky. That's like something it was given that, to me. That's like something that Bart Simpson would write on the board during the title sequence. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right with you. I will not be snarky. I will try. I will try to not be snarky because let's not set our expectations too high. Uh, I'm, hey, Jason, I'm going to post an article in the chat uh, for the notes about um, the changes coming in the REST API, uh, and, and it's predicted that it's coming in 4.7. See, this is the thing. We're all just, like, chomping at the bit for what's actually going to happen. These are just like, ooh, this wasn't it. But there's stuff. Let's see you excited. Yay. Okay. Cool. But we're all just getting ready for the big party. <laughs> really? Are we? I wasn't invited. Well, WP drama. What can I say? <laughs> well, I, that's all I have to say about that. Hashtag. Um. So. I, so, for the, so like for the you know <laughs> since since we've always we've always touted ourselves as as. Not trying to go crazy developery on on the shows here, and we, you know, Steve always bringing us back to, here's you know, here's what the editing's gonna look like, here's what the dashboard's gonna look like, here's it's none of this like Cody type stuff. So a lot of a lot of this has to do with the fact that the things that are changing under the hood are just gonna help the end user more, but they're not actually gonna see them directly. It's where things like broken link checkers and being able to you know, do those sorts of things, that's where, you know, your cat blog's totally going to benefit from it. <laughs> it's like this stuff that's happening now, and even what happened in 4.5, it's like not the glamorous work at all. It's like not, and, and that's why I feel like kind of the, the import page, whatever, it's like these shiny baubles. They're like, here, play with this while we, we while the grown-ups get some work done. It's kind of <laughs> what's happening. But I'm not, I'm not complaining about that. I think that's great. I just... You know, I just think we should probably not try to make it seem like it's a super big deal on the user side when it's not. And that's okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. I think that's great. And I think users will be like, sweet, nothing's changing. I don't have to relearn something. I don't have a new process I have to do. Yeah. And I think that there's something we should embrace and just be like, hey, this is a developer release. You know you know what's great about working? You don't WordPress. have to deal with it. You, you what? know what's great about when it works? Right? And when yeah. you, it doesn't that's, a, like, that's, that's actually a nice feature. Yeah, definitely, nice and you know, and, and that's something that shouldn't be underestimated because that's why people developer, I mean, uh, not developers, but end users like uh, like things that work, right? And they hear about it, and um, and there's anxiety behind it because they hear that WordPress is getting dated. You know, they're hearing things like, well, it's not object oriented, or it's not it's not written this <laughs> way. And the the truth Steven, is, what that user that you are talking to hears <laughs> that it's not object oriented? They don't know what the buzzword means, but they hear the <laughs> buzzword, and that's that's important because when your client says, "Well, I heard that WordPress is old," you know, or, or "I hear there's this new system," you know, there's something else we should be looking into. And the truth is, is that 4.6 does usher in 
new code, new functionality for the developer. Um, we, you know, you, you mentioned the post type changes. Um, and just a quick glance, and I see that there is new, a new WP post type class. So we're looking at, uh, yeah, some functionality. That's a big deal. That's under hood. But even in the WP, well, I guess because, you know, their audience is WP beginner, but I guess I, guess I kind of feel like nobody's talking about that stuff it, that's the bigger deal. But it's, And it's funny that you mentioned this perception, Stephen, because I read a TechCrunch article that mentioned WordPress the other day, and it, it, it still called it the blogging platform WordPress. Like, that's how they introduced it. I'm thinking, God, it hasn't been a blog platform for two major releases now. Like, that, that changed in WordPress 3. So hopefully all of this stuff will, you know... Uh, It'll let, bubble up. We'll, we'll, we'll go think, perception. I think that developers need to speak more out, outly about that. Out, like, to, to other, <laughs> other developers, you know, it's like... There's a lot of user talk, and that's awesome, but I think to a certain degree, um, developers got to rep WordPress and be out there and talk about, you know, object-oriented JavaScript and all these fancy, fun words that you guys like to say all the time. Um, those aren't really the big fancy ones. But my point is, is that I, this is us growing up. This is WordPress growing up, and I'm not hearing, to me, a lot about that. I'm just hearing a lot of um, high school stuff happening. Maybe I should write my yearly blog post. Could you? That would be dope. Because this is about software. This is about the future of software. This is about the future yeah. of publishing. This is like this is yeah. big stuff. It's bigger both, than an import both, padding change. Yeah, both of my readers. Both of my readers would be all over that. I will favorite it, Steve, and I'll tweet it. You and my mom. Well, I mean, you think about like before. I know I'm going to date myself. You guys go back before WordPress. Before using WordPress as a solution. You know, for other things, the what were the buzzwords that users had when they had when they wanted a solution to their business um, application? They looked at buzzwords like fault tolerant. Well, this new save feature in WordPress increases fault tolerance, right? And it's something that users kind of feel comfortable hearing that oh, this stuff is uh, it's more robust. It's going to take care of me if I screw up, or it's going to be more forgiving. And um, you know, we're in the users, we're in the developer space all the time, so it's not something that we can lock onto and convey to our users. We just we have to sell them on it. But um, but the truth is, it's actually there, right? And we've yeah. got we've got some substance there that we can actually tell our end users. Hey, look, you're choosing a stable, modern platform. It's not getting dated. It's uh, it is robust. It is fault tolerant, and it'll be there tomorrow. You know. That's mm -hmm. what so hope, and so hopefully the TechCrunch writer who wrote WordPress, hopefully not with lowercase p, will actually be <laughs> able to do his auto-saving because they host on you know WordPress VIP. So yep. there's that. Folks, that's about it. It's 11.30. Damn you it. have a good rest of your day. Thank you for being on the show, all of you folks. I really appreciate it. I know, half an hour goes fast, right? Yeah. And uh, make sure you go to our website, watercooler.com. Click on the links there to subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the little thumbs up button. And if you'd like, leave a comment. I'd appreciate that. Thanks, folks. You have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye. Awesome. Say, Thanks, I just guys. looked, and, and wpdrama.com is taken. Yeah, it is. <laughs>